What's up? What's up? Green Street Blues Podcast. I'm back at you. Still in the quarantine. What's everybody doing, man? It's crazy, crazy, crazy out here. The evolution of change. question is will it get back to the way it was I don't know that's I I would hope so I mean the, the United States will forever be changed because of this and just general awareness of uh how we interact and how we go about our daily lives. See, the cool thing is I'm out here right now and a hawk just flew right over me in my backyard. It's still soaring around. like. So I think that being in this quarantine has allowed me to be able to appreciate little things or to just to slow down and and look around you at all the beautiful things going on right in front of our faces every day but we're so bombarded with the daily grind and that, you know that caused caused me to question now I'm 40 so I you know, the daily grind used to be always trying to grind to, um, to somehow advance more often than not financially in life. So you want to put your nose to the ground and study hard and go to school and work hard, work hard and you'll move up the ranks and then you get to and then. With me, there were enough of those kind of promises that I, under the direction of other people, tried to, no, not tried to, that I put, you know, all my eggs in a basket and was like, well, if I go hard, then the results will pay off. And though... All that hard work and things that I put in did not necessarily manifest into what I thought they would. I can't say that it was all in vain because I did grow and mature and learn through each one of those lessons or downfalls. And I'm not into pointing a finger or trying to blame other people because I may not have gotten where I wanted to be in life. That's just not how it goes because there's so many other examples of how if there's a will, there's a way. I just need to figure out how to balance 
all responsibilities and try to advance or make more money. And older I'm getting and my kids are getting older and I just realized, you know, a lot of this time and effort I put into getting somewhere to grasp and something that just seemed to be just seems to be out of reach you know i missed out on parts that i would have liked to have been more of a part of with my kids growing up and it wasn't until last year no 2 years ago when i started working on a regular schedule seven to three Monday through Friday weekends off and you know it almost immediately taking the kids to practice and you know able to go to their games and things and I was like ah, it was it was killing me to just be a spectator I wanted to be a part of the development and, and teaching them how to how to develop their skills and you know the vision of the whole game and what they were participating in and so immediately I started coaching and my only regret I have from when I started coaching was that I did not start coaching sooner than I did it became so much a part of my life because of my kids' involvement, me being able to coach, um, and and then that just is contagious, and everyone wanting to go see everyone else compete, and it became like it's a family thing. Like we go and support each other in these activities, and you get to know other parents, and I get to know the parents of the kids I'm coaching and it gets you you get tight knit during these seasons and though you're not always going to be able to coach the same kids year after year you'll be able to coach some of them but to me the the, the rewarding part is just seeing the development of where they were when we started off you know, how much fun they are having during the season and then where their skill level is at the end of the season. And it's like the <clears throat> one of the biggest compliments that you stand back as a coach as everything ends and you just see the kids interacting in the last game or last picnic or whatever. And it's like you can see that they, too, are beginning to learn that they enjoy the sport, not just for the sport, but before the relationships that they build with their teammates and coaches and the lessons that they learn about winning and losing and just the determination to keep playing. And uh, that I'm really, I'm missing that during this quarantine a lot. And I've ridden by the fields once in a while. And it's just like this invisible enemy, you know, has us not able to go out there 
and play and enjoy and fellowship and just, you know, but again, there's the lesson in the things that we take for granted on a day-to-day basis. Like, almost we're entitled. You know, the things that we might even complain about while it's going on during those busy seasons. Oh, we're so tired. We're worn out. We got to go here. We got to go there. Man, when all is said and done and we get over this virus, the we got to do this and we got to do that in a complaining way is suddenly going to change to we get to do this and we get to do that. We get to go play baseball. You know, we get to go play softball. We get to go have a cookout with our friends and just laugh and have a good time. Now, I say that and not complaining, just addressing that we need to be thankful for the things that we've taken for granted. We need to learn to love one another more than having envy and hate and, you know, any kind of ill will towards people. Because ill will is just like a a sore that won't heal. Forgiveness is the medicine, the band-aid, the nourishment to get through what you've gone through. There still may be a scar you won't forget, but you have to forgive. Because if you don't, then that sore just remains open, prone to infection, virus, death. So through all of this, hopefully everyone's getting spend more time with their families. You're, you're getting closer. You're getting to know your family. Think about how busy our lives were. At least eight hours of the day were spent away from your family because of school and work. Then you're supposed to get eight hours of sleep so that you can function properly during the other 16. So what do you do with the remaining eight? Usually you're ripping and running to practice, games, here and there, visiting. And now we're, we're forced to spend the majority of our time at home with your family. They said domestic violence was going to go up and, you know, that people were going to get cabin fever and go crazy. But look at God. This happened to us during the transition and the change of the seasons. So, yes, you're at home with your families, but 
the weather's starting to get nice. Um, you know, some of us are fortunate to have yards to go out into. Um, those yards need maintenance this time of year. All the times you're so busy and you come out and hang, oh, this needs to be done, this needs to be done. I can't afford to pay someone to do it. I don't have the time to do it. Well, well, guess what? Now you do. If you got family at home, you got helpers. So get out and enjoy what it is that you work so hard for every single day to have and barely even get to enjoy. Understand the meaning of home. Just like a church is not a building. A church are the congregants that meet at a building every week. Home is not a structure. Home is not a house. Home consists of the people that live in it together and maybe lessons will be learned is that are are you at home does it feel like home and if not maybe you're able to assess why like what is it about being here that is is making me uncomfortable. And from there, you may be able to make honest decisions and choices that you've been facing and may be unable to express for whatever reason. But we're home now. Together, everyone, all of us, if you're listening to this, you're at home. And if you're not, maybe you need to find where home is and go. Put a mask on and some gloves and wash your ass, but find home. All right? So this this gonna be this is the I'm wrapping up the first part of this episode where I've been able to just be outside and reflect and just come off the top of my head with where my heart is, no notes. But are you at home? Reflect on that. 